Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle interviews fitness instructor, yoga teacher, meditation teacher, and business owner Jennifer Ellis of Life Enlightenment. They discuss how to stay on course with your fitness goals with limited time, working out at home, and movement and mental health. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Jennifer Ellis of Life Enlightenment. Welcome to the show today. Thanks so much, Gabby. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Of course. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what exactly Life Enlightenment is. Uh, Life Enlightenment started as something just basically where um, you're bringing enlightenment to everyone in terms of whatever that means to everyone. So I, I dabble into lots of different things, yoga, fitness, meditation, and mindfulness, essential oils, um, nutrition, lots of different fun things that I feel like when people need certain um, aspects of enlightenment, no matter what part of their life they're on, because we change and transition and uh, transform every day in our growth process, um, I feel like my company has the answer. And if I don't have the answer, I hope to find it for them. (laughs) So let's go a little bit into you and what kind of led you to uh, health and fitness and what you do today. Thank you for asking. Um, What led me to this path really was um, when I was four years old, I screamed that I was having a heart attack and what it was, was anxiety. And I had OCD and in 1977, I guess that was, no one knew what that was. So I lived with that until a long time uh, without any diagnosis. But what helped me um, feel like I had control over my life was movement. Um, from a young age, I was, my mom had aerobics records and, you know, at four and five years old, you know, some people put on the music records. I put on her aerobics records and I do at home aerobics, you know, to my mom's little aerobics records. Um, and, you know, then I did dance classes and eventually in my twenties became a fitness instructor. Um, and then, you know, 20 years later, I'm now, you know, teaching yoga and still doing fitness and it's evolved into lots of different things, uh, from, you know, 20 years ago, but it keeps me sane. Um, so my hope is that movement helps to keep others sane and, and in different types of ways. Like I said, it started with, you know, the records that my mom had to dance classes and then to, you know, different aerobics and fitness types of classes. And, you know, today, a lot of practicing yoga. Yeah, there definitely is a, a correlation or a, a connection between movement and mental health for sure. Um, obviously you get your endorphins going and your blood flowing and oxygen to your brain and to your, your muscles and to the rest of your body. So, um, movement is very important to mental health. And I don't think we, especially back in 1977, thought that there, there was a connection between those two things. So getting, getting up and moving and especially over the last, what, almost two years now, um, we've seen not a lot of movement and people being stuck in one place and a lot of mental health um, suffering. But you do peop- uh, virtual a lot of virtual classes and corporate wellness programs, which gets people actually 
moving. So tell us a little bit about, about that and what you do with your yoga and fitness classes online. You know, uh, one thing that's very interesting is all throughout uh, my life, I've loved fitness videos. <laughs> like I was the one that had the VHSs back in the day, you know, doing the, you know, Kathy Smith, Kathy Kaler and uh, Tammy Lee Webb, Buns of Steel, <laughs> um, all those classics. Suzanne I loved them. Summers. Suzanne, oh my gosh, Suzanne <laughs> Summers. Yes, all of them. So I had all, I was the one with the VHSs, you know, even though I taught fitness at home, my program was an at-home program. So I've always had an at-home fitness program. So one of the things I loved about COVID was I was hired by, I was teaching in person. Um, and then I was hired by a corporation um, that books fitness professionals out to corporations to teach virtually. Mm -hmm. So that way they have, um, you know, because even before COVID, working at home was starting to become a thing. Mm -hmm. And then when COVID hit, it really became a thing. And these corporations were giving them fitness breaks, you know, even 15 minute stretch breaks, 15 minute core breaks, yoga classes. And, um, you know, so when teaching in person kind of ended for a, what we thought was going to be two weeks, and it's I'm actually only now, almost two years later, going back in a few weeks to teach in person. Um, but it's interesting because they started offering wonderful virtual classes, and I had been doing that type of stuff forever. Um, so I was just so thrilled to be teaching for some big corporations, um, helping them with just some fitness breaks. And I think that was really important because a lot of them weren't used to sitting at home. I mean, at work, you kind of, you know, we get up, go to another cubicle or go to the lunchroom or the restroom at home, you're kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. So it was brilliant and such a wonderful opportunity. And I, you know, even though with people going back to work, I still have people that have gone back to work. They do their stretching at their desk now or their meditation at their desk, even in their cubicle. And um, it's working really well. And it continues on because I think they see how important it really is to move during the day, even just for 15 minutes. Yeah, which is funny, because this is kind of something we should have been doing all along anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just now, you know, these big corporations are realizing how important it is to get people up and moving. And even, you know, even when you're in a cubicle, and you're walking around, it still isn't enough. Uh, I do know here we do have, uh, I have some clients that work for um, companies that have actual um, breaks where they do uh, fitness classes on their lunch break. And they were doing that online as well during COVID. So they had it in, in the business then. And then they sent a lot of people online or they sent a lot of people to work at home before COVID that are now actually permanently positions, at home positions. And now they offer them in the business and online permanently as well. So it is kind of funny that, I mean, silver linings, I guess you could say that they are placing a lot more importance on the physical movement and exercise and health that they weren't previously before all of this. So it's kind of, it's interesting how there's been such a shift in mental health and physical health and business is really kind of focusing on that now more than I think that they were previously to all of this. Oh, definitely. I think it's like one of the big silver linings of the whole COVID thing is that there is such a much better focus on people's physical and mental well-being now. Yeah. Um, and companies see that and they're finding fitness professionals out there to support their employees. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said something, too, about... Um, clients of yours even 
doing movement when time is limited. So uh, I wanted to touch a little bit on that because you don't have to do an hour long workout. A lot of my workouts are 30 minutes. I work with clients for 30 minutes instead of an hour. I think traditionally people think, oh, I have to do a 30 minute workout and I have to go to the gym for an hour or an hour and a half when that's not really true. Tell me, tell me a little bit about, you know, tell me a little bit that, about that and your experience with um, exercises on limited time. You know, what's funny is the first 15 minute work I ever offered, this was back 20 years ago almost because my friend Kim had had her son and she was insistent that she had no time to work out and she's mad at herself. She's upset with her body. And I'm like, 15 minutes, you can do just, you know, baby sleeping, just 10, 15, even 10 minutes, you know? And she's like, I'm not going to do it because it's not going to work. I can't make a difference for 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to make you a video. And again, this is back in the day. So it was VHS camera thing. And I'm going to make you a video and you pop it in and you do just 15 minutes when you can. And she saw results. So that was back then. And you know, now it's like I see and I hear from, you know, r results that is continuing, is continuing. And I knew it back then. And now people I feel like are just catching on that you don't need to be doing an hour, half hour. All that's wonderful. And I, I'm all for it. I love teaching and taking like hour long classes. I love them for myself. But sometimes, especially if you have children or a really busy schedule, that's not realistic at all. Um, and instead of not moving your body and just getting this mindset that 15 minutes is going to work, so I'm not going to bother with it. That's not true because it will make a difference. Yeah. You just have to do it. Yeah. I actually just had this conversation with a client of mine the other day. Um, she is just starting. Her hormones are starting to change, actually. So her workouts are starting to change. Her body's starting to change. And she's finding that what she used to do is not working the same. And so she was kind of getting discouraged. And, and what I told her, she sits for her job long, long hours. Um, so I, I said to her, why don't you try something different? Why don't you try when you're sitting all day long, just get up and maybe sit on a recumbent, get a recumbent bite and just sit on it for maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and sit on the bike 10 minutes, three times a day. You're on your computer, you get on the bike, do that and see if that makes a difference. And we haven't started it yet, but you know, it's not that you're getting up and going for a six mile walk or you're doing a hardcore workout it's something that's such a small shift and different than you used to do and doesn't really take any other time out of your day because you're already sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you're just pedaling instead of sitting in a chair and not doing anything. So it's it's interesting that just a small shift in mindset too can kind of change your perspective of what you're doing or what you're thinking because it doesn't necessarily have to be a hardcore battle rope or hit workout or crossfit workout or whatever it is it can be 10 minutes on the treadmill or a 1 mile walk or you know 15 minutes of yoga whatever it is it's something small it's something different it's just a small shift in whatever you're doing just that little bit of change that can completely change whatever you're doing so it is it is 
it is interesting that even just a, a 10, 15 minutes a day, it adds up, right? Oh, definitely. If you, even if you do that three or four times a week, I mean, say like four times a week, you've already, there's your hour workout right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, tell me a little bit more about life enlightenment. So you were saying um, you do corporate wellness programs, go a little bit deeper into what life enlightenment is, how it kind of came to be and exactly what you do and why you do what you do. I came up with the name Life Enlightenment before I actually had a company, believe it or not, just for my own interest in things. And I was like, oh, it'd be really cool. I guess because I was always looking for enlightenment to whatever I had going on in my own life. So having that resource from what I've learned to share with other people. Um, and then when I moved from New York to California, business was not the way it was. I was working in the music industry at the time, as well as doing fitness. And um, in New York, I was super, super busy in California, not so much. So that's when I decided to really put that idea uh, to work for Life Enlightenment. I started working with different speakers and authors and fitness professionals and even still some musicians occasionally um, on how they were enlightening the world. And I started getting their word out and supporting them as well as um, supporting people in their own physical wellness and mental wellness as well. And, and how that can also help to enlighten their lives. Um, so my passion, like I said earlier, you know, from when I was a kid was always movement. So also incorporating the movement into other modalities, um, you know, like books that are out there and teachings that are out there. Um, and then as I got more and more into yoga, I also was learning about things like, um, you know, the Bhagavad Gita and the different chants. And so there's just so many things that I learned that I start to incorporate that it gets to be a passion of mine to share it with other people. Because um, I feel like you never know what's going to touch on someone. We all have different personalities and interests. And I feel like I'm the sampler a lot of times. <laughs> um, so I like to bring those things. And even when I teach um, my fitness classes, I like to give them tidbits. Like even if it's like we start class with a breathwork technique and it's a breathwork technique they could do when I'm not around. Like they're feeling stressed out and unfocused. And they're like, oh, Jennifer taught us box breathing at the beginning of our stretch class last week. I could do that right now. So that's always my hope is just to give these little tools that I call enlightening tools that people can use every single day, whether I'm around or not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you, you definitely have different. I, I love that you say we have all diff different personalities because everybody does. I, I had that conversation today too, actually. But we all have different personalities and different things that we take from each thing. Um, so having tools in your toolbox to be able to bring to people for them to go throughout their day is, is really great to have because you can give that to somebody that might need that for that day. So you said that you have OCD and anxiety, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of people, especially in today's society, have that. Uh, we, are, we live in a very fast-paced, uh, stressful society where we work long hours. We have busy days, busy jobs. And I think it causes a lot of stress and anxiety. And I don't think we have a lot of coping mechanisms uh, for for people to be able to deal with that. So it's, it's good to have those tools to be able to give for people to be able to handle those. 
you have or you were featured in a documentary called Your Brain on Yoga. Uh, go a little bit into that. I, I was interested in that. So I, I think people would be interested in, in knowing a little bit. What is that documentary and what was your piece on it? Um, that was a documentary that was at the beginning of COVID that I found through Help a Reporter Out. And when I saw the description, it was something that I just knew I had to be a part of because yoga has been something that's really, um, you know, all movement, like I said, has helped me, but yoga in particular has helped me the most. Um, I started a yoga practice in the 90s and I continue it every single day. Um, and I mean, that's regardless, my personal movement always has to do with yoga, at least sometime during the day. And there's so many pieces of yoga, like a full practice. We'll start with some breath work, which is pranayama, our life force. It'll go into some meditation, the asana, the movement, the focus of the mind. I mean, you can't be doing an arm balance and not be in the present moment. You can't do a handstand well if you can't be in the present moment. So the yoga practice just is something that has helped me immensely. So when I saw that they were doing a documentary on your brain on yoga, I was like, I just wanted to be a part of it. Um, my part is very tiny in the beginning, but they have my full feature on their website, in, um, on their blog, where I talk a little bit more uh, in detail about how uh, yoga has really helped me. But they go through a lot of different people's stories and how yoga has made a difference in their life, uh, just in terms of the brain, um, you know, because there's a lot of mental disorders in the world, a lot of them. And whether you've been diagnosed with something or you just have generalized anxiety, um, yoga and the brain can definitely be connected to help support you. Um, you know, alternate nostril breathing is another one of my favorites. It balances the right and left hemispheres of the brain. Um, you know, there's so many different pieces to a yoga practice that I just that was so passionate about it. I had to be a part of that documentary. They did such a wonderful job of it. Yeah. What What would you say that yoga has done for you personally? It keeps me focused and in more terms of lots of different pieces actually um because for i use different pieces of it and end as a whole yoga practice and actually I, you know really is i've become a whole yoga lifestyle honestly um you know i live by the yamas and niyamas um you know i've read the bhagavad gita i really strive to live that life and you know you continually read it over and over again um so I believe it's really for me become um, a lifestyle to support me at this point. Um, that's why I said, if anything else, that's the thing that I do every single day, no matter how much time I have, there's yoga in my day. It's really, it focuses the brain. If you're wait, if you wake up like feeling crazed, um, you know, even 15 minutes of yoga and breath work can really help you to start your day. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a national coffee day and I did some yoga classes where I taught them how, um, you know, yoga can be your natural caffeine, <laughs> even though I do love coffee, but it can, <laughs> yoga can be your natural caffeine. There's a lot of people who have things like chronic fatigue syndrome or just general tiredness from running around all the time and uh, getting into the asana and the breath work can help them with energy. There's just so many beautiful pieces um, and things that can help with yoga uh, even, you know, the restorative and yin postures for people who just need to stretch and relax and maybe um, settle into themselves. 
a lot of people who say they have trouble with yin and restorative practices are, you know, I do this a lot of times. Uh, they're the ones that need it the most because it really just kind of relaxes the mind, um, that crazy mind. You have to sit in a pose for, you know, five, six minutes sometimes at a time. Yeah. So there's just so many pieces of yoga that have been so supportive in my own life. And I, I hope that I'm bringing some of that to other people. Yeah, I do. I feel that uh, in my life, I remember when I was younger, I used to go to yoga with my mom and I could never get my brain to stop. And it didn't matter what pose I was in, what I was doing. It was always like monkey brain. They call it monkey brain. It's like whatever's going on, whatever is in my head, it's, you know, whatever pose you're in, you're always thinking about 800 million other things. I always have that going on in my brain, but, but now everything takes practice, right? You know, the, the more you do something, the better you are at whatever it is you're doing. And, you know, now I can not, I mean, I don't completely stop. I'm not perfect at anything, but, uh, I can definitely slow the thoughts, but that's, it comes with practice and, and you have to, the breathing, the breath work is obviously important, you know, and, and the poses and whatever you're in, you have to practice. And I just, I just think back to the times when I was in class with my mom and the 800 thoughts going through my head and how different it is now because, you know, you're, you've done it over and over and over and over again. So you're more concentrating on being in the moment and being, with your thoughts and with your movements than you were with with whatever craziness was going on outside of that. So it's it's more about where you are in that moment, in that time, than everything else is going on around you, right? Definitely. And I even <laughs> tell people sometimes, you know, even when I have people that have done yoga for years with me, and they're just having an off day and they have 800 million things going on in their mind. It's just that day. Sure. Keep doing, keep doing the practice and, you know, notice that the thoughts are there and say, okay, thanks for being there. And, you know, just because we have days that, you know, no matter how much we practice, the mind's still going to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and you always have things that are going on too, that are, that are going on around you in whatever situation you're into. So of course, um, so we all have specific goals and, and fitness goals and weight loss goals and diet goals and whatever we are. How do you recommend to stay on course with whatever fitness goals that you have? That's a great question. Um, you know, I always ask clients and students, you know, what their goals are. And I honestly try to stay away from too many of the um, how you look goals. Um, you know, cause I feel like just loving yourself as is, is any first step to get to any physical goals. And if you're not happy and you keep, um, you know, I have someone that keeps saying, you know, I'm fat, I hate my body. And I keep trying to help her get off of that mindset. Cause the more she keeps affirming that the more we're not going to be able to help with the fitness goals. Um, so I really try to keep off the physical and really try to work with the mental first and just doing the exercise, um, you know, knowing that those goals are still there, but until they really love themselves as is, that's really what helps to actually reach in my experience, um, those actual, you know, outward goals. 
Um, you know, we also have different bodies too. And, you know, acknowledging that, you know, I'm really tiny. I'm under five feet tall. And what tall people can do, I cannot. You know, like there's some low lunches and I have a beautiful uh, girl in a class who she can do the wonderful side lunge with her hand on the floor, reaching her other one over her head. I can't even reach the floor when I do that. My arms are short. I'm too short. You know, and it's just loving where you are and your own personal body, um, you know, and maybe admiring the others. That's one of the things I like about the virtual right now is we can't all see each other. <laughs> yeah, right. So there's not a lot of competition and people are learning, I think, with more of the virtual these days to love where they're at and acknowledging where they're at and tailoring to themselves and not looking around to see what everyone else is doing. Um, Cause we all have different bodies. None of us are gonna be able to do the same things. I was really impressed recently. I took a class um, with a yoga teacher who, I mean, he does some stuff. I mean, it's like he could stand and do a uh, arm balance on one finger and he amazes me. But then he's like, I can't do, um, fire log pose and I'm watching him and his legs are way up and I do fire log pose so I could do something that he can't I was like amazed so it's like we just all have these um you know comparison thing in our lives so I really try to work away from that before we uh focus on each individual fitness goal because I think a lot of those fall into place as we start to just love and accept where we are in the present moment and then continue as we even start reaching those goals to love and accept each one along the way. Yeah, see, I think it's funny because I, same, I definitely feel exactly the same about that kind of talk, that negative self-talk, because for one, everybody's body type is completely different. And even the person that you think looks perfect nitpicks at everything that they see in the mirror. So when you look at somebody and think, oh my God, I love their body. I want to look just like them. That person is thinking, I hate my back. I hate my underarms. I have a double chin or whatever it is. I hate my stomach. So you can't ever compare yourself to somebody else because that person is comparing themselves to somebody else. But secondly, I hate the self-talk where it's, I can't, I can't do that. You may not be able to do something now, but you're working your way towards it because I can't do, just because you can't do something now doesn't mean you won't be able to do something or I'll never be able to do that or, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, it's that, it's that negative self-talk. I hate negative self-talk. I can't stand when clients do it. I'm like, stop that right now. Don't, uh, uh, you know. I, I used to have a client that would that would say stuff like that all the time. And I'm like, nope, stop it. Stop it. You know, and I, I would start to point out to him as he would do things that he said he would never be able to do. He's like, oh, you know, ding, like, you're right. You're right. I know. I said I, I could never do that. I said I could never do that. And I'm like, see, you have to be positive. You have to say, you know, you can do these things. You can do things. You have to understand that just because you weren't, aren't able to do it now, just because you didn't lose weight this week, just because you didn't make progress one, one day or one week or one month doesn't mean you're never going to be able to. You have to keep moving forward. You have to keep, you're going to make progress at some point. Everything takes time. So goals to me are tough because I think people set so much 
pressure on a specific goal as in a weight loss goal or uh, a calorie goal or whatever it is, as opposed to a goal like you're saying. I want, it, I want you to set a, a loving myself goal, a loving myself for who I am, or a I'm going to work out three days a week for six weeks and that's my goal. Like that's a good goal. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do the best I can within my means instead of setting an unattainable goal that's going to make me feel bad about myself. You know, that's, those are, I, I hate that we, we put these goals that just make us feel so crappy, <laughs> you know, it's, it sucks. I, I don't know. Anyway, but so moving on from that. <laughs> I totally get it. It's crazy too, because I will hear sometimes people just saying things like, oh, I want to lose 20 pounds before a wedding next month. I'm like 20 pounds in one month. You know, that's just like beating yourself up, you know? And then, and then you're just upset that you didn't lose the weight or exactly. that, you know, oh, well, I ate like crap yesterday. And it's like, one day is not going to ruin it. It's, you know, it's, it's one day you have to do something consistently for so many days. You know, it's everything takes time and we live our entire lives. We live our entire lives up to a point to get somewhere and you have to do something consistently over and over and over and over and over again to see progress, to oppose so many negative things. It's like, you know, you, you teach stretch classes and yoga classes. In order to see results from a flexibility standpoint, you can't do one yoga class. You have to do a hundred yoga classes in order to, to be able to touch your toes or to be able to do a handstand or to be able to do a fire log. I mean, I still, I have been doing yoga and stretch for 15 years and I still cannot do, uh, oh gosh, what's the balance pose? Crow. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I can get up for about, is it crow on your elbows? Arm balance. Yes. Thank you. I, I don't know why it's, <laughs> falling away from me. I still can't do it. I can get up for about a half a second. I can teach it for other people to do it. Can't do it. It's just not something I, I've tr I will continue to try someday. I will be able to do it, but it's, you know, like you have to do some things over and over and over again. And, uh, that's my piece and my rant for today. <laughs> <laughs> I like to advise people to look at things like when they look at goals is um, really just looking at your lifestyle. You know, what kind of lifestyle do you want to continue to live? Because like you're saying, like, you know, doing something over and over again, because um, we have we live in such a culture where everyone wants everything today, you right. know, tomorrow, no longer than that. Um, but just really looking at like, how does my healthy lifestyle uh, look like? You know, how many days is realistic? for me to work out or what kind of workout do I want to do? And so it's ongoing and forever. I mean, we should be moving our bodies forever from now until the end, you know? Forever. I mean, we see, we see the, that, what is that? That 97 year old woman that circulates on the internet where she's in the gym and doing planks for, what is it? 20 minutes or whatever. Or she's lifting <laughs> heavy 
I mean, that's that should be something we aspire to be. We want to be 100 years old and lifting weights and doing planks, you know, like <laughs> like Ruth Bader Ginsburg doing in the gym until she until the day she dies like that. That is our goal that we want to be. I want to be doing that until the day that I die and kicking butt and taking names, you know, that's yep. that's where I'm at. Hoorah. Yep, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, but as far as as far as uh, being able to move and being able to do things, we, we are doing a lot of things in person, but we are still able to work out at home and do things virtually. I know I still have virtual clients and uh, at home clients and you do as well and you still offer that also. Um, so you do, you do group fitness classes as well, or not group fitness, but, um, uh, virtual clients and working at at home. Do you still feel that that is an effective way for people to get uh, good, good exercise and good movement? I love it. Like I said, I've been doing the virtual things forever <laughs> since that record that my mom had. <laughs> um, so I'm all for it. Um, I feel like, especially because I feel like it allows people more time to work out because the, I have to put on the cute outfit to go to the gym. I, you know, I got to fill up my water, bottle. I got to drive there. You know, I got to be on time for the class. Oh, I'm running late. Oh, forget the class. You know, at home, you just turn your computer on or your phone and, you know, you're there on a certain time or maybe it's an, um, you know, it was a live stream and you're watching a replay of it. Um, I feel like it just gives people more of an opportunity and less of an excuse not to work out. <laughs> How do you feel people stay motivated and uninterrupted at home? That's a great question. For motivation, I personally try to make my classes, um, you know, fun and something to look forward to, I hope. <laughs> um, as far as like, you know, distractions, they happen. We can't, you know, it happens. Um, you know, I've personally in my own, you know, keeping fit, I do virtual classes all the time. And I get a kick out of seeing someone's dog interrupt. This morning, um, I was taking a class by Annie Carpenter on Glow. She had to get up from her mat and let her cat in because her cat kept scratching at the door. It happens. Take, take the break, make, you know, make it work and get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. My dogs, my dogs like to be in on all of my, all of my videos. I can't they sit right there on my mat with me the whole time <laughs> so do you have anything else that you would like to add about life enlightenment or about your business or anything else you feel is important for people to know um I think just really for me my main thing that I would love for people to know is no matter how much time you have or where you're at just moving your body, it's, there's, I mean, there's so many benefits to um, movement, you know, aside from the mental that we talked about and the physical that we talked about. I mean, your internal organs, you know, boosting your immune system, keeping mobility so that you are that 97 year old doing the planks, um, you know, so that, you know, when you're older, you can pick stuff up off the ground, you know, it's so important. Um, and finding what you love. It doesn't have to be a yoga class. It doesn't have to be a hit class. You could just go hula hooping in the park if that's your thing or bike riding or hiking. Um, just finding what kind of movement um, in, motivates you. You know, I've had people that say that, you know, I just don't like to work out. Well, how about dancing around the house with your kids or, um, 
you know, taking your dogs for a hike. I mean, dogs, you know, love being outside, you know, just finding the things that um, Roller will skating, give you in- exactly trampoline. Oh, I love the trampoline. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Just whatever anything. it is. Basketball. Yep. I mean, there's so many things that you can do to keep active. It doesn't have to be considered working out there. There are thousands of things that are active that don't have to be whatever we consider, you know, going to the gym, um, just moving and being active. Definitely. Exactly. Yep. So your website is life-enlightenment.com. Yes. And if anybody has any questions or would like to know more about you, they can find you there. And um, are you on any social media? Yep, I am on all of them. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what is What are your... Um, tag or your that's a good question on instagram i think i'm jennifer marie ellis on facebook i believe i'm jennifer life enlightenment on twitter it's life enlighten and i'm just jennifer ellis on linkedin perfect (laughs) so you can find i'll I'll have all of that up in my show notes too awesome so so that you can be found there but if uh, anybody would like to find you um, or find your brain on yoga as well. Uh, I'll post a link to that so that they can find oh. your full, um, the full link to your entire story so that they can see that. I think that would be really interesting to see your whole story as well. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show today and telling your story and listening to me rant also. <laughs> oh, thank you, Gabby. It's so fun. This is my passion. I could talk about this stuff all day long. <laughs> I know it's, it is also my passion as well. Mental health and movement and exercise. Obviously we love it so much. Otherwise we wouldn't do it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for coming on, um, on the show today. And yes, I will post all of this information so you can find Jennifer Ellis, uh, life enlightenment, life-enlightenment.com. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. And we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes, or you can find it on Gabrielle's website at www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.